Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Well, are you ready to defeat some more giants today? Everybody ready to defeat some giants? I kind of took a little, little, little pause last week in this series. This is part four of Defeating Giants, and today we're going to talk about defeating darkness. Somebody say amen. amen. If you'll grab your Bibles and, and go ahead, and it'll take me a minute or two to get there, but turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to spend a, a few moments there today. There has always been and there is a battle between light and darkness. That is corporately and individually. If you aren't careful in your life, there'll be times when darkness will try to overtake you. When darkness will try to overtake us as a nation. When darkness will try to overtake the church. When darkness will try to overtake a culture. That's because there's a battle going on. But here's the good news. Our faith, listen, carries the prophetic potential to push back and defeat darkness in our generation and in our families. How many prophetic people are in the house today? Now, everybody, if you're a believer, your hand ought to be up. Because our faith allows us to see the invisible, to embrace the impossible, and to believe for the incredible. And that's what I'm, I'm believing for in 2017. And here's the good news. In spite of the battle, anytime light stands next to darkness, light always wins. In Genesis chapter 1, let me just introduce this today. It'll take me a few moments to introduce it. But in the beginning, the, the, the word says, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering. See, that's why the worship like that we've had today is so important. As we worship, the Spirit of God hovers. He dwells within us, but He hovers among us. Oh, whew, there's an anointing on that word. That's why our worship like we've had today is so important. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said... Then God said, I'm not going to re-preach Wednesday night, Wednesday night, folks. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. The first recorded words of God. God's voice echoed through the universe. Let there be light. Let me just take a, a, a little sidebar here as we get into this. What is your voice echoing? What words are you speaking that are echoing through your life, through your family, through your church, through your business, through everything that you're going through? What is your voice echoing? What is echoing through the hallways of your life and my life? Because the word says, speak to that mountain. Speak to that situation. But God always starts by turning on the lights. Tell your neighbor right now, turn on the light. (laughs) 
And I believe with all of my heart, and let me just say this prophetically, that we are in a Genesis 1-3 season right now in 2017. Come on, anybody with me? I said, I believe we are in a Genesis 1-3 season right now. A season where every bit of darkness will be defeated in your body, in your family, in your business, in your finances, and in our nation. Somebody say, hallelujah. Woo, yes. In fact, let's make a declaration. Everybody say, the darkness... Will not win. Will not, win. Not, now, not now and not ever. But here's an important point that I want to make as I introduce this. God builds and constructs by saying. Do I need to say that again? If you weren't here Wednesday night, God builds and constructs. He frames by saying. Let me read you Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, talking to Abram. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. I told the church Wednesday night, most people read that and think that's what Abraham was doing. That's not what that verse says. It wasn't about Abraham calling things that be not as though they were. It's about God calling things that be not as though they were. That's powerful. Hebrews 11.3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were made of things which do appear. Can I get an Amen. You know, you can look around and it is inconceivable that accidents could have caused the universe to come into being. You're going to tell me something as magnificent as the sunset we saw yesterday just was haphazard? You've got to be kidding me. Something as, as intricate, Dr. Debbie, as our human body just happened by accident? that a bunch of stuff got together and blew up and, blew, and wham, bam, here we are. you got to be kidding me. Creation is the glory of God on display. And everything that you see was spoken into existence by Almighty God. He framed the world with his words. And I want to encourage you, Begin to frame your world with your faith-spoken words. God constructs or frames his world through faith-filled words. What are your words constructing in your life? Because the great thing is, God said, let there be light. And here's something about light. Light always brings understanding and clarity. We're able to see clear. And here's what I believe we're going to do this year. I believe we're going to move from just a relationship to a revelationship. What does that mean? That means deeper understanding. We're coming into deep, deeper understanding. So you can have a relationship just based on proximity. You can be close in proximity to someone but not understand them. But proximity based on but, but, but a relationship a revelationship based on understanding everybody say understanding 
I believe we're coming into that. All right, now, that's the introduction. Let's get to Matthew chapter 5. Here we go. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to point out three things very quickly today about these passages. And we're talking about defeating the darkness, defeating giants. Number one, based on Matthew 5, 14, first of all, he says, you are the light of the world. Number one, be light by who you are. Everybody say, be light by who you are. He says, you are, you are, you are the light. And here is something I've discovered about God. When God shows up in our lives, when God shows up in our, uh, our sphere of influence, he always defines us. You were Abram, now you're going to be Abraham. You were Jacob, now you're going to be Israel. You were Peter, small rock. Now you're going to be Peter. I'm going to build the, the, the church on the confession that you have made. When God shows up by his spirit, he defines us. He lets us know who we are. He said, you are. You are. You are the light. The gospel, when it's really preached, listen to this. Everybody look up here. The gospel, when it's really preached, will tell you who you are. If you're going to a church and you're not finding out who you are, the gospel is not being preached in totality. Because when God shows up, you'll find out who you are. He begins by defining us. So that makes me ask the question today. If he says you are the light, what defines me? What defines us? Let me tell you some things that, are, that don't define us. You are not defined by what surrounds you. You are defined by God's spirit that is in you. You are not defined by your circumstances. You're defined by his covenant. You are not defined by your failures. You're defined by his forgiveness. You are not defined by the hell you deserve. You're defined by the heaven Jesus prepared for you. I wish somebody would help me shout. You're not defined by what you do for God. You're defined by what God already did for you. You are defined by Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 that says my old self has been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. Somebody give God praise for the new you. God doesn't call those who have it all. He calls those who are willing to surrender it all. We sang it last week. I surrender all. All to thee my blessed Savior. I surrender all. But we're talking about what defines us. When God shows up, we have to allow him to define us. But here's what I've discovered. Culture, the world, 
is seeking to redefine us individually and corporately and living religion is trying to redefine the church of our day. There is an attempt by culture to redefine us, to stifle, listen, and to marginalize us and to say to us what we can and cannot say, what we can and cannot do, who we can and cannot influence. But Jesus, is too late, Jesus already defined us when he said, you are the light of the world. I'm telling you this, when culture begins that stuff, don't drink that Kool-Aid, amen? Because how we respond will determine How we respond will determine in our generation if the light is going to overcome the darkness. That's how important it is. So, we've seen about who we are not. For just a moment, let's look and see. And I tell you what, I want you to help me. When you give me some feedback on this, it'll be better. Let's find out who we are. Tell your neighbor you're fixing to find out who you are. So let's declare who we are because when God shows up, he tells us who we are. He tells us in this verse, first of all, you're the light of the world. Let me tell you who we are. Everybody say, we're the light of the world. A city on a hill. We are people of the word. We are salt and light. We are prophetic, not pathetic. We are disciples, witnesses, Christ followers. We are priests, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, saints. Some of y'all not saying it. Come on, you got to say it with me. We are children of the cross, fruit of the empty tomb, and products of the upper room. We got to say that again. I got to say it again. You got to help me. We are children of the cross, fruit of the empty tomb, and products of the upper room. I remember back in the old days when folks would send their kids out, they'd send them out in the world and they'd say, Now don't forget who you are. Culture's trying to make us forget who we are. Religion is trying to make us forget who we are. Amen. They're not going to win. Light always wins over darkness. We are the redeemed of the Lord. The sheep of his pasture. We are forgiven. We are free. And we are favored. We are called. And we are chosen. I said, We are called and we are chosen. We are warriors and we are worshipers. Sometimes you forget who you are. We are world changers and we are history makers. 
We are not Starbucks. We are not a sports franchise. We are not a corporation. And we are not a political ideology. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are the church of Jesus Christ. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. That's a good place to stand up and give God some praise. I said we are the church of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. We are not going down, we're going up. We're not going under, we're going over. We're not beneath, we are above. Hallelujah, give God praise. I declare, you can be seen, I declare that the spirit of intimidation is broken off of the church in our culture, in our day, and in 2017. Come on, sister. Come on, you see. Glory be to God. How you mind me asking how old is she? What she said? She said it got so good I had to stand up. Ninety-nine years old, very soon. <laughs> oh, mama, we're so glad you're in the house today. Glory be to God. We are not Starbucks. We are not a sports franchise. We are not a corporation. We are not a political ideology. We are the church of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Listen to me. We are not a dead organization. We are a living organism, alive and breathing. We are dynamic and powerful. Oh, my God. We are black. We are white. We are Asian. We are Hispanic. We are African. We are Middle Eastern. We are Native American. We are every race, every kindred, and every tribe. Hallelujah. And I got news for you. The most powerful group on this planet is not the Republicans and it is not the Democrats. We are the most powerful group of people on this planet. Yes, 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 yes. Lord have mercy. We are the church he's coming back for. We are not a defeated church. We are not a broken church. We are not a whining church. We are a holy, glorious, powerful, world-changing, victorious church. We are being light by being who we are. We are created in the image of almighty God. And lastly, we are born again, blood washed, Bible based, spirit empowered children of Jehovah God. 
everybody say, be the light. Be the light. By being who we are. And let me tell you, when you walk out of these doors, don't you forget who you are. When you leave today, don't you forget who you are. We aren't just the church in here, we're the church out there. Oh, I'm about to take off and run at my own preaching. I'm getting so excited. Be the light by being who you are. Number two, be the light by overcoming hindrances. You don't, he says, you don't take the light and put it under a bushel. You don't let it get inhibited and hindered. You don't let it get suppressed. He says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You don't light a candle and put it under a bushel, but you put it on a candlestick. Be the light by over, overcoming hindrances. There is a battle to turn off the light. You know, we look back on the Bible and we, we look at the stories mad about Jezebel and Ahab and, and we look back about Goliath and all the battles. Let me tell you something. Though they physically died, some of those spirits are still alive today. The spirit of Jezebel is still alive today. The spirit of Goliath is still alive today. There's a battle to turn off the lights. The spirit of murdering King Herod still lives today. Killing all the babies. We be the light by overcoming hindrances. How do we do that? We be the light by standing for truth. Do you hear me, young people? Truth. Thy word is truth, Jesus said. Those are Jesus' words. By standing for truth. Light must never be sacrificed on the altar of culture and political correctness and popularity. By giving in to Instagram, by giving in to Facebook, Snapchat, things I don't even know about. <laughs> and I say this with all love and grace and compassion. There's not five ways. There's not four ways. There's not a lot of ways to live out your God-given purpose. There is only one name, and his name is Jesus. Only one. Only one. Only one. Only one. The thing that we have to deal with is, and you know, we all have this, let's be honest, but I want people to like me. I want culture to like me. Now, you know, everybody, I mean, most people don't walk, don't walk around saying, boy, I sure am enjoying being hated. You know, everybody, nobody likes me. Everybody at work don't like me. I'm so glad. You know, most of us want to be liked. That's, that's, but here's the question I have to ask myself. Do I want popularity or do I want power? Follow me on this. Do I want popularity or do I want power because there is power in the name of Jesus? Watch this. Any influence that goes with popularity is fading. It will not last. You can be famous one day and ignore the next. They can be crying for your autograph in one moment and totally not have any use for you the next. Fame is fleeting. But I tell you, there is a name that will be echoed through the halls of eternity 
at one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the name that is above every name that will never fade, that will never go away, that will never cease to exist. His name is Jesus and there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Tell your neighbor there's power in that name. Power associated with popularity fades away. The most powerful spirit in all the world alive today is the spirit of Almighty God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be, you will be, you will be, you will be witnesses. For every evil spirit that rises up against you, we're talking about overcoming hindrances. For every devil that rises up against you, there is a mightier God that rises up for you. When eternity begins to unfold and the book of Revelation begins to wind down the passages that we've seen, I got news for you. The church, the born again, blood washed, redeemed children of God are going to rule and reign with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is who we are. We are not losers. We are winners. And for every devil that does rise up against you, and they will, you know there is a mightier God that rises up for you. Every person, how many of you feel like you've got an assignment in some area from God? I'll be 100%. Every one of us in here. Well, if you have an assignment from God, you're going to go through some things. You're going to go through some stuff. I mean, look at Job. Now, a lot of people, boy, they get in the book of Job and they get all kind of sideways theology and all kind of stuff going on because Job said a lot of stuff. And let me ask you, before you get too hard on Job, if everything happened to you that happened to Job and you had somebody around writing down everything you said, how would you like for us to be remembering it 200 years from now, 300 years from now? Some of you hadn't been through anything like Job's been and you don't want everybody hearing some of the things you said this week. Am I being too real up in the house this morning, huh? You don't want some folks knowing, boy, I wish I would. I'm going to take that back. You know, but here's the thing. You're going to go through some things. But the enemy said, you know what? If I can take Job's stuff, if I can take his health, if I can take his relationship, and I can take everything in his life that means something, he'll turn against you. So what am I saying? The enemy wasn't just after Job's stuff. The enemy was after Job's light. 
The enemy was after Job's commitment to God. If I take all this, he'll curse you and turn on you. Glory be to God. What I say to that is this. When life throws rocks at you, build an altar. And let me tell you, we're having to do some of that right now. We're having to walk through some times where it's a sacrifice for us. But when life throws rocks at you, build an altar. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, I I got, uh, I read a quote from Rosa Parks this week and it was so powerful. We're talking about now, we're talking about be the light by overcoming hindrances. You know what Rosa Parks said? She said, the only tired I was was tired of giving in. You're missing a good place to clap right there, folks. What's your point, Brother Scotty? Here's my point. Today's complacency is tomorrow's captivity. Man, let me tell you something. The next time I preach, you don't want to miss it. Because we're going we're gonna to talk about how Jesus dealt with the devil. And some things I've never seen before I'm going to release. It's going to be powerful. And I'm trying not to preach it today. But it's going to be really good. But today's complacency turns into tomorrow's captivity. Be a participator in your life, not a spectator. Do you hear what I said? Be a participator in your life, not a spectator. You are not powerless. You are powerful. Jesus said you are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. There is a force on the inside of you called the spirit of the living God that is greater than anything you will ever come against. Somebody help me by saying amen. Number three, and we're going to wrap this up. First of all, you, you be the light by being who you are. You be the light by overcoming hindrances and obstacles. And then number third, number three, number third, the, number three, you be the light by influencing someone else. Because what I found out is this. The cross is vertical, but it's also horizontal. Connects us this way, Brother Teddy, but it also connects us this way. I was meeting with someone this week that I was sharing with them the vision of our church with some possibilities in the future out there, some things that could happen. And I said, you know, we just, two things we really concentrate on in this house, and that is loving God and loving people. Did you hear what I just said? Loving God and loving people. Get involved in something beyond yourself. You'll never be happy until you do. Ever. Sign up for some small groups and get connected. Get involved in these outreach ministries that we have that I'm going to give you some examples of in just a moment as we wrap this up. Don't just leave. Don't just come on Sunday and leave and then don't have any more connection. Get involved. 
I now know our lives are busy, but I tell you, this is important. It matters. Be the light by influencing somebody else. Because here's, here's and boy, if you've if you got a pen and paper, you ought to write this down because it's not in your notes. But I believe it's powerful. If you're doing it for them, you're doing it for him. That ought to be the motto of a lot of the ministries that we have around here. If we're doing it for them, we're doing it for him because Jesus said, if you've done it unto the least of these, what? You've done it unto me. Let me read you this testimony that came in from our beloved ministry uh, that where the ladies just went out to, to, to minister locally here. And this is what we're believing God for in 2017 like never before, that we'll be able to reach out in our communities. Uh, this note came in to me. It said, first of all, thank, thank me for my encouraging daily words. That I, but that said, we are so blessed uh, daily to have Jesus. But listen to this. My weekend at work this weekend was so much more blessed on Saturday when our beloved women's ministry came and visited my patients and their family members at Providence Hospital in NICU, greeted my church family with big hugs. The patients and their families talked about how much they loved and appreciated the love shown to them through difficult times. It also allowed me to continue to share the greatness of our God. So proud to be a Life Church member. Give God praise for that in the house. If you wonder what we're doing out here, what all's going on, I'm going to give you some examples right now of you being able to make a difference, of people in here who are making a difference. I also got pictures this week. As you, many of you know, we have an outreach to Honduras where we sow into their lives, where we partner together in making a difference in these children's lives. And uh, they needed, they had a need for a bus there because trying to get everywhere they had to go with all these packages because this thing has grown so much was just getting impossible to facilitate. And uh, somebody helped me. I, I, you know, I want to say that bus cost, what, $15,000, something like that, somewhere in, in that neighborhood, 15000 20000 bucks that it was going to cost to get this bus. Well, I want to show you what God did, what you did, what this house did, and what we're able to accomplish this week. If you got, there it is. Paid for. And that's a nice one. Making a difference. Look at that. John and Jesse. And those of you that go there, those of you that are part of that ministry, is it needed or what? Can I get an amen? It is going to make that ministry just flourish like never before. And so we thank God for that, and we thank God for those that are making a difference in order for it to happen. We be the light by influencing somebody else. Not only that, but mo most of you know that Hattiesburg was hit with some terrible tornadoes. We're so grateful that our young people are alive and well. I'm not sure if they're in the house today or not. Uh, 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 Miss Moody, are you here? Where uh, She was at, uh, yeah, yeah, she's here, okay. Yeah, Elizabeth, are you here? No, right, she's here somewhere. She might be ministering with the kids, I don't know. But I'll tell you this, she was a, she's a student at uh, Wim Carey. It got hit by a tornado.
they had a prayer walk. Instead of Bible study, they decided the night before that God told them by His Spirit to do a prayer walk around that campus. Not one life was lost. We thank God for that. But Hattiesburg got hit hard. Christ in action. If you've got done any work with Christ in action at any point, stand up. All those who, if you've gone on, you know, to sites with them, look at this. There are a lot of people in this house. Amen. Give them, give them, give them a Thanksgiving. Amen. Christ in action. They got called immediately from the the, the folks over there and said, "Can you come help us?" And of course, Mike and the team they loaded up. Those tornadoes hit on. On, on Friday and Saturday, was they were, they were evaluating, and they said, can you come help us? And immediately they headed over that way, and they've been working over there for the last two weeks on and off as they had time and taking teams over there and being the love of Jesus in action. Do you have that video, guys? That, I, that it's, a, it, you have to, it's just a phone video, but I wanted you to see the testimony so that you know what an impact the house is making, the ministries in this house are making. And, and give you an opportunity to be a part of them. And guys, if you have that little... When, um, my husband and I, we were riding around and we were talking. And we were talking about trying to get our house tore. And so he had to talk to a couple of friends because they were talking, trying to figure out how they was going to get up here and tore the house. And as we were coming down the driveway, we saw y'all van here. And we looked and we just saw volunteers on top of the, on top of the house. And we were like... Thank you, Lord. We ain't got to worry about this. Just one less thing off our list, you know, that we have to do. And it was just a blessing. And we were, and we were happy. Like I said, I, I had tears in my eyes, actually. That's being the light by influencing somebody else. Literally being the answer to somebody's prayer. Literally while they're saying, what are we going to do? And they were driving down the driveway. Mike, come on up here, brother. I want you to share about the outreach this past week. We're going to close and give you an opportunity. And next week, you're going to have an opportunity to sow into the ministry of, of Christ in action. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity uh, next Sunday to give to them and to help them. And so uh, I just want Mike to share with you what's been going on with you guys. We love you guys, and we appreciate you. Amen. Thank you. I love you. Um, real quick, I want you to think about something real fast. Think about your house. And what everything that's in your house. And the next thing you think about is everything piled up on top of itself. Everything. Um, Nina and I last week and Ruben, we, we dug through a house where a gentleman lost his life. And we was, we was able to dig through all of their belongings and find pictures and find the things that were important to them in papers. And I say that to go with what you were talking about. The whole thing, I've been sitting back there trying not to run up here and preach. But let me tell you, the storm's coming. And it's going to come, it might be a tornado. But it might just be a regular storm in your life. And that critical incident that happens when a loved one loses their life or when something like that storm happens, we're cutting trees, we're cleaning up houses, but what we're doing is we're taking hope back to their life. Whether It doesn't matter if you're black or if you're white or if you're rich or if you're poor or if you know Christ or you don't know Christ. When that happens, it's dark. It's dark. That darkness that you're talking about, it's dark in their life whether they know him or not. So when we get to get into their life and help them back to bring that hope back and even some of them that don't know christ were able to share christ with that that's what we do at christ's action we, we love to run chainsaws we love to run brr, equipment we love that but we we use that to get to get christ back into their life or in their life for the first time so with that uh, 
the ministry that we're going to have, the AIC conference is coming up. I believe that everybody should, should be interested in that. I hope you got a flyer. Let me tell you, you're going to get the chance every day to get into the darkness of somebody's life. You're going to get a chance to. If it's just a friend at work that says, my loved one lost a family member, if you take this class, I've taken it several times, you're going to know what to say. You're not going to be, well, if I can do anything, just let me know. You're going to know what to say and how to say it and, and who to say it to and, and, more importantly, what not to say, just to listen to them. And you're going to get to put that light in that darkness. So thank you guys for the opportunity that we get to go and see and share and do. And it's all because of y'all, and we take y'all with us. So, Lord, just bring light to their life. That's, that's the opportunity. So sign up for the class. Go online, get signed up, and you'll be well worth it. Amen. Stay here with me a second. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Susan and I have been through these classes. And it helped me. It helped her. It helped us to know how to minister to people, what to say, not to say, what to do, not to do things that, that can make a difference in their lives. And when do the classes start? What are the dates? February the 20, where's my wife? February the 24th and 25th. 24th and 25th, that's a Friday and a Saturday here in the Fellowship Hall. Yes, you need to, you need to pray about signing up for these classes because it can make a difference in how you minister to people. It can change everything. And I promise you, it will give you, it will give you so much that is so valuable to you to ministering to people who are in crisis to help you be the light. Now, you'll hear more about it next week, but I encourage you. Brochures are going to be available, I think. Uh, they're out front. They're, they're, I encourage you. Susan and I went through this, and it's, it's, it's great. It's very educational. It's powerful. It makes such a difference in people's lives, and I encourage you. Get signed up for that. You'll hear more about it next week. We'll have an a, a even greater influence on the, on the service next week about this, but I'm going to tell you, it's time to make a difference. It's time to rise up. It's time to be the light of the world. You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. Amen? Thank you, brother. Yes. There's a lot of people that sit out here and you want to do something and you're thinking about how you can help and what can you do. If you, the warriors, when they go into battle, they don't go unequipped. Right? So take this class and get equipped. When you get faced with that, you're ready. You're ready with the battle. Amen. So let's get signed up. I just want to continue to encourage you to do that, even if you end up ministering just to the people in your own family. That's right. yes, Claire. It's knowing what to say, when to say it, and when to be silent, when to hug, when to just offer a cup of water. Everybody needs this. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Miss Claire. All right. Go ahead and give God praise in the house today. Let's stand up and we're going to pray over you. If you're here today and you feel like your life is just engulfed in darkness, Jesus is here to set you free. I said, Jesus is here to set you free. You may feel like you're just surrounded by darkness. If that's you and you feel like, God, I want to get out. I want to be out of this darkness that has captured me. I need somebody to pray with me and stand with me. Would you just wave at me? Just lift your hand and say... Man, I'm battling some fear. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's financial. But there is an extreme darkness that seems to have attacked your life. And it has a grip on you. Do you need prayer today? Anybody? I don't want to miss anybody. Come on up here right now. Let's, let's stand up here right now. Come on. 
And I know there's other people too that you need to come. Come on. Come on, Brother Perry. We're going we're gonna to agree with you, buddy, for total healing and health. Some of you that fear is gripping you. Fear of some things that you're looking at coming down the road that uh, the enemy has tried to paint just a dark, dark picture of. Maybe it's someone you're standing in for, someone you're believing for. Just come on up here, Father. Elders and pastors, y'all come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, faithful God. Faithful, faithful God. Maybe you're going through some mental things. You just feel like you're just oppressed, depressed. I want to break that spirit of depression and oppression off of you. In Jesus' name, the lying spirits of hell that would try to descend upon you and consume you, I tell you, they will not have you. Maybe you're going through a painful separation. Maybe you're going through a season of your life where it just seems like you're constantly going uphill and you're weary and you're wounded. In Jesus' name right now, we release the Spirit of the living God to rise up on the inside of you. And we declare, we declare the darkness will not win. The darkness will not prevail. The lie will not win. The truth will prevail in Jesus' name. For it is knowing that truth and walking in that truth that truly sets us free. We break the power of depression and oppression. We break those lying spirits of the demons of hell off of your life. And we declare now in Jesus' mighty name, Spirit of the living God, sweep through this place with your spirit right now. Hover. I see God hovering over you like he did in Genesis 1-3. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. And darkness, darkness was defeated. The Spirit of the living God hovered over, is hovering over you right now. And we declare in Jesus' mighty name that the Spirit of the living God is hovering over those places in your life. The darkness is defeated and we declare the Lordship of Jesus over every area of your life right now. Jesus, rule and reign by your power, by your spirit and by your grace and by your glory. Lord, let your light shine. And here I am going to prophesy to that area of your life right now. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. And I want you to begin to say it. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Oh, begin to frame your world. Let there be light. Darkness, flee. Fear, flee. Go in Jesus' name. We are with you. You are not fighting this battle alone. You are not by yourself. There's an army of believers that are rising up. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. Lord, let the light rise in our lives that you have so freely given us. We declare in Jesus' name, there is hope for the hopeless. There is help for the helpless. There is healing for the sick. Every bondage is broken. And we declare freedom and the light of the gospel is being released in your life. In Jesus' name, Father, we receive it now. And Father, I thank you. Oh, by faith. I tell you what, let's just do something by faith. Just lift up your hands and begin to thank God for the light. Thank Him for clarity. Thank you for light. 
Thank you, Lord, for the blessing, for the light that shines in the darkness. And I tell you what I see. I see the creatures of the dark scattering. (laughs) Those creatures that hide in the corners, those creatures that hide out in places of the night season, the light is shining and they are fleeing in Jesus' name. We declare it right now. We break every spirit of oppression, every spirit of depression, every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of heaviness. We lift up our hands and we clothe ourselves in the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You give us the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might be trees. Oh, that we might be trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth our fruit in season. Our leaves shall not fade or wither, and everything we do is prospering and successful in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you. I thank you. You know, some of you, I'll tell you, I'm getting worse. Some of you have been through storms, and there's like a horror. There's like a, there's like a fear from what you, you've been trauma, traumatized. I break the spirit of trauma off of you in Jesus' name. There's a new understanding. And it's not, you're not going to be traumatized. It's, it's like the, a trauma that would try to come on you. And, it, and when you would lie, try to lay down or, you know, you would not have peace and you would be in fear. That spirit of trauma is broken off of you in Jesus' name. The spirit of God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory to God. God has put his angels around you. Psalm 91 to you. In Jesus' name, you dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. Oh, Father, we rest in that assurance and you shall rest and you shall be at peace and you shall lay down and you shall sleep peacefully, declares the Lord your God. That is for somebody. That's for a lot of somebodies. My God, my God, my God. Peace to you in Jesus' name. Jesus spoke to that storm and he said, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. You raging winds, I command you in the mighty name of Jesus, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Stop. Those howling winds that rage and blow and make all that noise, shut up in Jesus' name. Go, stop, cease. And to you I say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. You shall lay down and sleep and you shall rest peacefully, declares the Lord your God. For my presence is with you. Oh, you dwell in my shadow right by my side. And I am the light. I put off light. And because you dwell by my side, light permeates every part of your being, declares the Lord your God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. I want everybody to say, devil, shut up. Devil, shut up. Devil, shut up. Now I'm going to tell you, next time I preach, we're going to we're going to wrap ourselves in that like, we've ne- like I've never seen it or preached it before because there's some things I've seen that I've never seen before. And it's going to be powerful. But in the meantime, I tell you this. Don't you, don't you, you are not children of the dark. You are children of the light. And good things are in your future. I tell you, the devil's a liar. 
The truth is not in him. But there is powerful things happening in you and in your family. And God is causing you to walk in the high places. And every place where your foot treads, God says, I've given it to you. And you are framing your world through those faith-filled words and those faith-filled words that are spoken over you and your family in Jesus' mighty name. My God, my God, my God. Charlotte, I believe you're waving at me. Come on. It's all right. What are gates for? What are gates for? They're going to keep something in or something out, right? Yep. Okay, keep the right things in or what they think are the right things in and keep the wrong things out. And when I considered and meditated on the verse about the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, I thought, it's the gates of hell. This is not like people. It's not like demons. It's, it's the gates. What does that really mean? We kind of think it means that, okay, the hell's not going to overcome the church. It doesn't mean that. It's the word... The gates of hell shall not prevail. It means they'll not withstand. They'll not stand up against. When we talk about the light, the church is going to go into the gates of hell. They're going to go through the gates of hell because they're not going to stop us. And we're going to retrieve things that are in the darkness. The gates of hell shall not prevail prevail. They will not withstand the church taking the light in and getting stuff out of there that isn't supposed to be there. Amen. I want you to say with me, light always wins. This is my time. This is my season. This is my day. Thank you, Lord. Light rule and reign. In every part of my life, of my family, of my future. Hallelujah. This is my day. Glory to God. Give God praise. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I want you to do this. I don't know how to demonstrate this except this way. I always think of the Olympic torch. They're running through the streets. And they're, man, they're not shy about that thing. They are holding it up. And listen, here's the thing about the Olympic torch. It's going someplace to light something bigger than itself. It's contagious. I want you to just do this. Hold your arm up and say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.